What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Back here with another episode, chilling with Dylan. This is a redo of episode seven. We actually recorded uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a while back, um, with uh, my guest here, John Ty Luciano, one of my uh, closest friends. We recorded a podcast, and it was solid. We talked about life and meaning in our lives at the twenties, but um, it all got erased. So now we're back here again. What's up, J- uh, JT? What's up? Yeah, glad that <clears throat> doing this again, even though. I don't know. It's really fun to do podcasts. I don't know. I feel like we have good conversations. Like, we were talking about outside. We were talking about, like, why people talk shit about each other. Okay, this is what I wanted to tell you. I think it's, like, at the end of the day, people like talking badly about each other because it's, like, a, a mix of, like, projection. Like, people feel insecure about themselves. Like, whenever I'm feeling insecure about myself, I feel like that's when I'm, like, looking upon others and, like, being like, oh, look at how critical they are. Like, you'll scro- I'll scroll through Instagram. I'll be like, look at this person, look how weird they look now, and then that's because I'm feeling uh, down upon myself. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I guess. I wonder if it's that deep, though. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, I feel... I mean, I do it. I talk bad behind about people, and then, mm-hmm. like, people will talk bad about me. But it's like... I don't know. Just thinking about why we even do it. Is it because there's like if you're talking bad about somebody it's probably not to their face yeah right you're probably talking bad about someone who's not in the room and you get away with it and you know everyone can talk and i had these conversations with people and it's people some people say like oh well it's like they want to feel reassured that what they're seeing is also being seen by other people Uh but it's like if you are seeing these things about other people why hide it behind the curtain why not go to them and just be like Hey, these, this is what's going on. Is it because like, uh, like, like, no one likes, you know, the Jesus parable. Like, no one likes pointing at something that's wrong with you because yeah. we all have our own faults. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I'm not gonna go to you, Dylan, and just be like, "Hey, fix this." When yeah. it's like, well, what are you talking about? Because you also have these problems yourself. It's, you gotta fix those problems first. Yeah. And I well, when, now that I'm thinking critically, I think when people are talking shit about each other, especially, it's always. Especially, um, first and foremost, they want people to listen to them. People people mm-hmm. inherently want someone to listen to what they have to say. Whether or not you approve of it yeah. is completely out the door for most people. Yeah. Like, I know handfuls of people that they have problems or they're talking shit about people, and they talk to me about the problems or the person they're talking shit about, and then I give advice or... Uh, validation to that and they're like they don't even acknowledge it they just wanted me to listen you know what I mean yeah they just wanted to get off their chest that's true I mean that got me that's very true that story that you're talking about but it got me thinking about uh, this post I keep seeing from uh, Jordan Peterson Uh uh-huh you know Jordan Peterson yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. the god Jordan Peterson god (laughs) but uh, it's like a post he kind of has like two doctrines you know like get your life together and the other one it's kind of just like how to live well. He's, he's just like a psychologist. But mm. one of the things that he was talking about that I keep seeing is this idea that we organize our thoughts in reality. Mm-hmm. You know, like cognition is this like space which we don't really understand ourselves. And so like talking about it like actually brings it out. Yeah. It makes it mean something. Like I could be thinking these thoughts about Jordan Peterson, but until I like put it out into the world and people listen, it doesn't really become real. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So it's like that validation is kind of uh, 
it feels kind of like oh you're just, I'm just being used to be validated but uh-huh. it's like some people people need to be used for, for validation <laughs> for validation yeah and but is that fucked up or no because we use each other for so. validation yeah it's because it's like I guess it can be it can get towards fucked up when it's like you're just continually being used for that mm-hmm. and you're just like on hold it's like Oh, I'm I'm only calling you, or I'm only wanting to talk to you, so that I could get this off my chest. And those those are the people that probably irk me the most. Yeah, I think everyone can relate to that. Is the most irritating type of person, someone who like just wants to call you to tell you their problems, and then probably the least the least in return is listen back. The least in yeah. return, or is acknowledge what I'm saying. Those yeah. are the like those people irk me so badly. Yeah, it's true. I mean. It's just unfair kind of power yeah. dynamics. It's like I, I get what you're saying. That's why relate. That's why. That's why I always find um, like uh, relationships so tricky, especially explaining mm. kind of that idea to other people. Yeah. You know, um, bros will come to me and be like, "Oh, like I feel kind of down because like yeah. I, don't, I don't have a GF or whatever. I don't sure. have a girlfriend or like look at the, look at the people over there. They have hot ass girlfriends." But I'm yeah. always like, "You gotta look at it in a scope." Like, Instagram is so deceiving. Instagram yeah. is so deceiving. Like, you see how, like, you see they're chilling, like, they're posting, like, going to nice-ass places, getting food. But if you zoom in on that, like, yeah. do you think, like, they inherently have the same goals as one another? Sure. And I always find that super... When I, whenever people start dating a girl, right, like, I always wait a while before I ask my bro or someone I know, like, like oh, like, like, where do you see this going? You know? I mean, like yourself, or like uh... no, asking someone else that because some people okay. some people don't see it that way, you know? What yeah. I mean? And like I don't see it that way sometimes either. But like when you um, when you're deep into a relationship and you both have like divergent career goals, or like one has no career goals and one does have career goals, or it's just like, like life goals and yeah, career. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, it's like how can what there has to be, if you're gonna live together for the rest of your life, you need to have some type of foundation that's greater than yeah. Um, greater like there, there has to be some commonality not like a great foundation there it's not this is not even something greater like like if you want to be happy and communicate with your partner for the rest of the life like yeah if you both play tennis like you gotta play tennis once a week you know what i mean <laughs> like i guess if you both if you one lost p- me with the tennis thing but you had you had you had me going you know what i'm saying like i, um, I know what you're saying it's like there's got to be something more than just um what people see yeah you know but but then again there's like layers to that because it's like Okay, well, if there is something more than what people see, then it's like, well, then those those feelings, that perception that we create on other people, it's like, oh, well, the, if there, if I'm saying there needs to be more than what I see, like, your relationship is, you know, behind a curtain. Yeah. Well, then how am I to judge that relationship? Yeah. But, like, it's, I think it's good to tell yourself to, like, have those questions because when you, when you do get in those situations... And you and you, like it's you can't really reflect on like your friends because mm-hmm. you're never gonna know what your friends or like you know people are experiencing with their relationships. It's like you have to learn once you're in there. It's like okay, this is what I want. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I always tell bros that too. Like, there's no perfect blueprint. Oh yeah. For a relationship, because everyone, the only people who know how the relationship work are the two people inside the exactly. relationship. There's like so many dynamics, so many things that we don't understand. Yeah. And so when I give advice to people, it's so hard sometimes because mm. a lot of people operate differently. Some people are okay with one thing. Some people aren't okay with a certain thing. Yeah. Like, um, 
for example, you find people who are, they always want to be texted back. Like, mm-hmm. that's what their number one thing. They want a text back or a call yeah. once a day. Some people, yeah. like me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. unless it's an emergency, I really, like, I prefer you do your own thing mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I'm doing my own thing most of the time. And I don't want to constantly update one another about what we're doing. Like, that's what we're supposed to talk about that's what like we can talk about that you know yeah and some people but some people like they don't care about that either mm-hmm. so well like people are like oh am i spending too much time with my girl i'm like well do you think that <laughs> or are you asking me to think if i think that you yeah. know yeah i mean that's always that's just a whole that question right there it's like i mean no everyone's different yeah yeah there's layers to that because it's like if if it's a if it's a person that you like let's say it was one of my surfing buddies or like well, it was whatever it's like well yeah you, you you might be spending too much time with your girl because like every time i ask you to like you know go out to hang out you tell me no you're doing this yeah, yeah. and it's just like well you're prioritizing her too much yeah and like or but then it's like i don't understand how your work life is and how your like your hobbies are so it's like from my perspective like yeah you you might be prioritizing her because i'm feeling like yeah. this, this relationship is like Cutting with my time, yeah, you know? yeah. I want my time with surfing. <laughs> or, but it's like, but uh, at the same time, uh, him saying like, "Hey, am I, do you think I'm spending too much time with my girl?" It could be like, you know, projection. Yeah. Or, uh, that go, like it goes back to what uh, Stephen Thompson said. It's like, like Stephen Thompson or Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, uh, not Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, Stephen Thompson is the karate guy. No, that's <laughs> not Stephen. Not, no, not Steve, that's fucking. What's his name? That's a uh, the, the nice guy, right? The nice guy. Stephen Thompson. He's welterweight. Yeah. 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 What's Wonder his name? Wonder, Wonder Boy. Boy. Wonder yeah, Boy. Wonder He's Boy. fighting Burns. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's going to that. be a nice ass fight, bro. <laughs> um, we're talking, no, the, who are you, who's the, who's the author you are talking about earlier with the post? Or not the, they had, Oh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I don't yeah, know why I can yeah, think yeah, of that. Yeah. It, it goes back to what uh, Jordan Peterson said. It's like sometimes people ask that to just put it into reality. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, I, I always tell people, um, when spending time, like, you ever heard the five languages of love? Mm-mm. So it's, uh, like, it, it's basically a categorical way of, like, how everyone, most people uh, show their affection. Usually there's, like, a top one and top two. There's, like, a test online. Okay. But it's, like, it's like kind of like a personality test. Yeah. It's, like, take it as you will. It's, like, people express their love in five different ways. Quality time, uh, giving gifts, acts of service, mm. physical touch, and words of affirmation. I've never heard of this. This yeah. is, sounds really interesting yeah Yeah. (laughs) so most people are under fall fall like top two one or two like most people um also uh have a different one for how they give for example so for me personally i'm probably physical touch and quality time like Mm -hmm. if you or not quality acts of service like like if you pick me up from like the airport yeah like i take that as like oh you care about me but, like, at the same time, if you don't give me a gift, like, I usually don't give a fuck. Like, it's yeah. my birthday. Like, I'd rather you, like... Okay. I'd rather you, like, do something nice for me than, like, give me a gift most of the time. Yeah. Like, and I don't ever give gifts for people. I'm always, like... I'm always, like... I show up, I'm like, hey, dude, like... Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I like... That also goes into pers- interpersonal relationships, how people a- interact with one another. Like, I would say I prefer physical touch and acts of service, uh-huh. but... Um, I give my time as I feel like I'm. I'm more like I give my quality time. Like if I spend time with you, yeah. Like I that's sh- that's how I show I care. Like if I put you within my day, like that's my way of showing like yeah I care about you. I might not say like oh I fucking love you all the time, mm-hmm. but me spending time with you like is that not enough? That's how I see yeah. it in my head. 
Okay, well, keeping in line with like, uh, like Jordan Peterson and like these kind of like, because I feel like we're talking about like relationships a yeah. lot, and I really I like I like that idea of these five. What is it called? The five love languages. Love languages, and it's like, it's interesting how people will have a different two. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you like, what is that? So two times two times two times two times two times two, right? Yeah. Five times. Yeah. What is that? Two to the five. That's six or not sixteen. Uh, it's pretty big number. Thirty-two. Right? Are you sure? Yeah. Two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's only two. Yeah. But like, if that number right there, that's like, people will have a different set of the thirty-two. Yeah. You know, likely. Uh, very very likely yeah yeah and it's like well they, they interact with two so then you throw in oh maybe they only have one or maybe they have yeah. three yeah. so it's like now it just gets even bigger yeah but that got me thinking of it like so Jordan Peterson came out with a book recently uh-huh. called um, Beyond Order yeah and because a couple years ago he wrote a book okay my water sorry oh sorry I was, <laughs> like, so funny. I was looking down and I was like but he wrote, another, he wrote an original book called um, 12 Rules for Life it's yeah. really famous but I just, I recently read, or I'm almost done with Beyond Order, and keeping in line with, like, relationships and, um... Interpersonal yeah, Interpersonal relationships. It was, like, uh, it's, like, a story of his, uh, father-in-law, mm-hmm. right? Blue-collar guy from Canada, and he would always come home, uh, for lunch and have, and have lunch with his wife. His wife would make him a sandwich on, um, make him a sandwich and, like, a drink, like, whatever, and he would go back to work. And then one day, out of the blue, he um, he's eating the sandwich, right? And he takes the plate. I'm not, I might be messing might be messing up the story with the actions, but I th- I think what happens is he slams the plate on the table and says, "Why the fuck are we using the tiny plates?" And then it's like, it's it's interesting because he had at that point when that outburst happened, he had been doing this same lunch act for like 15 years. Yeah. And so, and Jordan Pearson goes on to talk about how uh, that man, like, loved his wife with everything that he had. And, like, that that's not a reflection of any, like, deeper underlying things within the relationship. It's just, like, a reflection on when you do get in relationships, you kind of, like, you don't, and it's not even just, like, relationships, like, intimate relationships. It could be just interrelate, like, me and you. Yeah. And when you get into these relationships, people bring in baggage and backgrounds and their their five love languages yeah. times whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this goes back to our like a talk when we were talking about dinner and taking things for granted. Yeah. It's like I take my world for granted yeah. and I don't understand yours. Mm-hmm. And like if I don't understand your five and we don't sit down and talk about it, like yeah. I might slam the fuck the, the plate and be like why the fuck are we using the little yeah, plates? Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, rationally, it's like you've been doing this for twenty years. Yeah. Like get over it. If you yeah. wanted to say something, say something. Yeah. But it's like, I think what's important is taking that step in a relationship and saying like, these are the bounds. Let's yeah. define these here. Like, you know, if if I I never knew about this five love language yeah. things, and I, I bet there's a lot of relationships right now where thinking like, man, I, sh- I if I knew that, and that's how my like my partner or like this person shows their love, I should be taking that with a little more weight than the way like, you know, that I might give to it. Like yeah. if, if somebody's out and like. They make me this big, nice lunch, and I just eat it, and then, like, I don't really show any signs, but for yeah. them, it's like, they're showing, like, hey, like, I really love you. Yeah. That's, like, you know, things we take for granted, it's, it's like, right in our face, and because we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Are you recalling, is, is this coming, is this making you recall moments where, not recall moments, but are you connecting the five log languages by how your relationship's in the past now? I kind of... Are you connecting in your head a little bit? I'm kind of connecting it in my head a lot yeah, of it. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know, people, 
people do things for you and people like we interact with people and we don't really know how much it means to them if unless you like let them know how much it yeah, means to exactly, you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like um my dad mm. totally totally um does not give any words of affirmation. He's not very reassuring. He's always very um very I want to say never satisfied. He's always like mm. uh you could do better type of deal. Sure. But, um, and he never, he never like, he's always busy, all this and that, but like he, he will buy, he'll buy anything for like anyone. Like that's his way. And like, mm. I, it took me a while to realize that about my dad. Cause I always thought that inherently like he just had no love in his heart. And yeah. then, it, and then I kind of realized, Oh, he's like paying for my school. He's like help pay for my car. Like he like, gets my stepmom nice things like he still helps my mom out with stuff you know what i mean yeah. and like that's just kind of his way of like you know of showing his love like oh yeah. I'm, i'll buy i'll buy you the bmw but don't ask me to say i love you yeah and that took a long and then that and that was when i realized that that's such a crazy concept it's like mm. oh shit like i view my dad in a completely different way and the person who told me about that was my mom yeah and she's the one who put me on the five love languages mm. yeah well, because it's like you're 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 taking your dad's experience for granted, you know. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because he grew up in a certain way and he does things in a certain way, and like for him, maybe it's like yeah. you know buying these things for you. It's like it's an enormous mm. act of love, mm. and it's like you're just like yeah. Oh, I, I it's it's kind of like, kind of like the idea that we yeah. talked about. It's like this won't help me. Okay, this 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 will help you. Yeah. <laughs> but like philosophy in general, like thinking like thinking about the things that you yeah. take for granted is gonna help you because mm. it's like. I took I take those acts that my dad do for granted. Yeah. But now that I understand, then I like look deeper. It's like, oh, it's just showing me like great love. Yeah. You know, and I think that my like personally my dad too. It's like, for him, he's not really a kind of guy who will say like, you know, good job, buddy. Well, yeah, he, it's just like kind of like not very like open, just being yeah. like, oh, you know, big acts. But like I know for a fact that my dad will always be there. Uh huh. Like, if I need something, like yeah. he will. He's like, if if I like broke my arm. He would drive down here in Irvine yeah. and drive me back up and like get me fixed and figure figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's like a big act. Yeah. And you know. But he's not gonna. He's not. Call, he's not gonna be. Is like, he calling? Do you call, talk to him every day? I talk to him as often as I can. Yeah. Actually, I he, I think he's probably gonna listen to this because yeah. like I told him about the first one. He's like, uh, hey, send me the link because you know because he knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I try I try to talk to him as often as I can. But it's like, yeah, it's it's realizing what people do for you Mm -hmm. and like understanding that their like way of showing affection might not be the same way that like you know you're five whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like you know opening the dialogue and asking and like kind of like realizing like these things that these people do mean something Mm -hmm. and if if they don't i mean they could on the other hand you know they 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 might not mean anything and you're just like looking into it like oh it's not that deep dude yeah but Would, would would you ever what what do you think of people who hit their kids? Um I think you need to again not take it's 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 a touchy it's a touchy subject because like there's there's those such ex- a touchy subject. Well, there's those experiences where like people, you know, grow up getting hit mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I can probably never understand what it feels like to like come home and just like you know, the, the Goodwill hunting story yeah. where the guy was like, belt, uh, belt, hammer, or, uh, 
or bat. Yeah. Pick, pick one. And yeah. it's like, I, I will never understand that experience. Yeah. And I can never, like, say, like, oh, it's, I completely understand mm-hmm. the way the dad is feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's mm-hmm. kind of how, like, I, I think you need to put yourself in other people's shoes. And obviously, like, inflecting pain on children like yeah. that is, like, that's just, like, not yeah okay yeah but at the same time it's like i'm not that person yeah you know, like adrian peterson beat his kids yeah and the way he justified it was like uh that's how i was raised and i became this yeah and it's like obviously it's like yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah no i i because i've been thinking about it a lot lately just because um you know it is a touchy subject i think especially um because the guys upstairs were talking about it. I, I told them I would probably never hit my kids. Oh, yeah. Just because... That's how, that's, I'm in the yeah. same camp as well. I would yeah. never hit my kids. Like, I just, like... I'm just not... that. That's just not me. But I think I, what I was telling... I was... I didn't come to this conclusion until recently. But it's just, like... If... You have to realize... If you are raising a child in that type of environment... They're going to raise their children in that type of environment, too. Yeah. And so, I was actually watching a cartoon. Uh, I forget what it's called, but... It's about it's basically um, about this dude, and he's the only person who can communicate with God. He's a single person who can communicate with God, and God is like how God um, perceives himself. He's just like he's just neutral. He just like sits there, and he's or he's just like he he doesn't affect anything on earth, but he like he's a bystander. That's how their image of God is. And okay. he he was talking to God about like like oh my dad hit me. Um, like why should i forgive him Mm. like you know what i mean like what's the point of forgiving him like he treated me so badly um you know he punched me his whole life like what's the point of forgiving him because uh you know he put he put this baggage on me and now i like like have the innate desire to beat my own kids not innate desire but i want to avoid beating my kids now you know what i mean or Mm. avoid it or do it or um like he's scared because he doesn't know if he's going to do that when he's a father. Okay. Just because he's not a father, you know? Yeah. And how God put it was actually, he's like, he's like, he's like, it's up to you if you want to forgive your dad, but keep this in mind. His father hit him, but he softened the fist that hit you. Mm. Basically. Mm. Like his dad beat the, his, like his grandfather beat the fuck out of his dad. Yeah. But then his dad like only punched him and stuff like that. He like lightened the load. Okay. And like, that was like, he's like, God was like, take the, interpret that however you may, you know? Like, um, is it still bad considering the fact that like he still beat him? Yeah. Or or is it like is there some good in that because it's like he it's you know it's something programmed not programmed but uh, trained. There's something to that. that I, there's I get norm- what a normality to it. Yeah, it's normalized beating your kids. Yeah. Normalized in that yeah. family. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Yeah, it's normalized in that scenario. But he was the one who kind of took the first step in being like, yeah, I'm gonna lighten the load. Yeah, and, yeah. and like but he never but you know we're all human at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know uh going from your father abusing you every day to i don't want to touch even touch my kids that's a huge leap yeah but i kind of viewed that i was like shit oh my <laughs> god like fuck i've never thought about that about people who beat their kids you know what i mean yeah i, I think i think like a response would be just reflection is important yeah you know may, like the the guy let's you know let's uh, the the guy thinking about it talking with God he's he's one right and yeah then, like uh, the the dad who's soft in the fist is yeah. negative one yeah. and the grandpa's negative two yeah and it's like if the, the 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 negative one you know his dad didn't 
like did he reflect on it yeah you know mm-hmm. and you would say like yeah because yeah. like he softened the fist yeah and then you would say like negative two like did he reflect on because it has to come from somewhere yeah getting beat himself and it's like if he's hitting hard maybe not so at least like at negative one there was a reflection on the fact that hey like is beating is this okay yeah you know and then it, when it gets to you you're uh, the zero the the guy talking with god it's like you're thinking about it even deeper because there's a chain to it and you're reflecting and you're th- and like I think that is the important mm-hmm. thing it's like the reflection it's yeah because like, you can do an act and it could be like terrible yeah and you can do it all the live long day but if you reflect on it and think like oh I never want to do that again or like I'm doing something wrong mm-hmm. that's a thousand times better than the person who's just like doing it and not even thinking about doing it yeah exactly you know? so it's like reflection I feel like is it's like it's like everything you know like Mm. um no yeah like touching upon that like i think um that's a that's a scary like that's why it's so scary especially uh going into the job world mm. that sense of like uh like like complacency you know what i mean like not complacency like like okay think about this like it let's say in that scenario negative one negative two like then the guy's like mood or whatever he's he's neutral like it took at least two generations for a big change to happen yeah and so Mm. that's (laughs) that's that's what's that's what's kind of scary about complacency of complacency it's like yeah it can happen so fast you know what i mean and then Mm -hmm. like see how much it affects like down the line down the line sure and so like that's why or we were talking about jobs earlier yeah yeah i was like I was kind of thinking like, oh fuck, like, oh, like if you don't get a good one, right? Th- yeah, and yeah, like if I don't get a good one, like what is that? Not what does that mean, but like, like what's the next steps from there? You know? Yeah. Because obviously there's gonna be missteps in life, no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like I'm gonna make a mistake somewhere. Like that's just because I'm human at the end of the day. Yeah. But like I, I'm not gonna try to obviously, but um, like uh, navigating after that, like what's what like what does that mean? Like like I, for me. Like, getting into a job, right, and then, like, if it's not that good, and then just quitting a year later, like, I seem, like, I feel like that's easy for me. Mm. But, like, is that really an easy thing to do for most people, you know what I mean? Yeah, it depends on what your values yeah. are. I mean, like, for me, when I came to UCI, I was, like, I mean, you saw me. Mm-hmm. We, went, we went through this whole experience together. Yeah. And it's, like, uh, I was very, you know, I'm going to be doing this, 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 and then I'm going to... Uh, you know, go to take control, like do something for my fraternity, and then I was gonna go grad school, grad school, and then law school, and then I would start. And I was just, it always felt like I was on a plan. Like you talk to guys like um, Gaworski, and he would always refer, like reaffirm me, like, "Oh, you're doing so good. Like I know what you're doing. You're gonna be successful." Uh-huh. And you get that from people, and you're like, I don't know. And then I don't know. I, I think this year let me like step back and reflect, and not really give like a shit about you know careers mm-hmm. and like. The future. You know, I, I care about the future, but like, I think more about like now, and mm-hmm. it's like reflecting is like huge for me. And mm-hmm. it's like, why did I want to go ahead and like go to school and uh, be a lawyer and go to grad school and impress upon people that I was a serious person mm-hmm. like early? Like I've, I've like felt when I was like 19 years old, I wanted the world to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Like why did I want those things for myself? Do you reflect about these things a lot? Oh yeah, all the, all the freaking time. Cause it's like, 
I don't know. You do actions, and if you don't think about why you did them, and like, you're not really sure where you're going. Yeah. And like, you know, where I where I am now, I'm on like the same path as you. But if I was like like where if I didn't get a great job this year, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah. I'd just be like, oh well, I'll just keep trying. I'll keep yeah. looking, and maybe I'll find something better. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, you know, I think people build up in their minds like, oh, it's the end of the world if I don't if I fall off that track if I don't become the thing that I set out to be. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I think and then I think reflecting upon what you're actually scared upon is mm. the most important thing. Oh yeah. Because how like how how do you reflect? Like do you just sit in your bed and think about it? Um no, I I'm more of a, a journal person. Yeah. I was actually talking to my roommate about this. It's interesting because I started journaling when I when I was in cabinet. Or yeah. I actually started I started journaling when I was in high school. Yeah. But it was like paperback and I would always stop. And mm-hmm. then cabinet came around and I started journaling and I looked at it. And I journaled on, like, pages, you know, pages on, um, like, MacBook? Yeah. I journaled, my journal from 2019 to 2020, like, like mid-June, was 200 pages. Yeah. I, I looked at that, I was like, oh, man, like, what is, what was happening in my yeah, life? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happened, and, like, a lot, I think about a lot of stuff, and it's like, I, I mean, I haven't reread that stuff, and I've, I think I've reread some of it, but... You know, putting stuff down on the page and, like, typing it was, like, super reassuring. There, I, just, I remember some, like, days on cabinet when it was, like, really tough. You know, like, juggling school, juggling... Cabinet. Or an organization when you're just, like, this like this little kid, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm just, like, typing, and then some of these days are, like... They'll just be, like, had a good day. You know, I thought about this, this, and that. Uh-huh. You know, tomorrow will be better. Yeah. It'll be just, just, like, small things like that. Like, mm. reflecting on, on those things. It's, mm. like, it's important. No, yeah, I, I think that's something I need to work on because... Mm. Um, I'm not, I don't reflect a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just kind of, uh, I go about, I go about things very, uh, like, I'm very on the fly. That's just always how I've always been. I think I need to get better at reflecting and just, like, yeah. meditating and thinking about things because, um, I think I get, as of late, too, I've been just so, uh. Like tunnel vision or something? Tun- not tunnel vision, but, like, I feel like I'm stressed about things, but I don't understand why I'm stressed about it, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, like what you're saying about um you know reflecting upon why am i going to college why yeah. am i going to grad school why am i trying to get this job why am i trying to do that yeah um i haven't really t- taken the time to think about like why i'm stressed about certain mm-hmm. things here and there i kind of just get stressed about it and then figure out a way to remedy it mm-hmm. but um that's why i've been trying to do the podcast that i've been anxious about it because yeah. i've been recording in a bit I haven't talked to someone about, like... Yeah, you need to get Seth on, by the way. He was telling me about that. Yeah. Okay, go on, though. Yeah. Get Seth on. I need to get Seth... I need to hit him up. I need to hit him up. But, like, um, just reflecting upon things and thinking yeah. about things. Because, um, especially talking to another person, mm-hmm. like, in this way, is very therapeutic, you know? Yeah. It's very, like, journaling, very therapeutic. Taking a walk, yoga, working out, very therapeutic. And, like, I've been trying to get better at it with those types of things. Like, that's why I've been going to the gym every day because mm-hmm. um, ha- I was having problems sleeping. Like, I wake up in the middle of the night super restless. Mm-hmm. And um, I never used to have that problem. Like, I just – I get back yeah. and knock the fuck out, like, you know. And then lately I've been waking up stressed and, like, I check my phone and, like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I checking my phone for? Yeah. Like, what – like, what what is – like, there's nothing – like – like, I have two cl- cl- classes two days a week, and I'm running a fraternity, like, at the end of my term. Like, there's nothing I need to be waking up about at 4 a.m. Yeah. And 4 a.m. looking at, like, 
Like I'm looking for an email. That's how it feels like I'm looking for a certain email and there's no email to like look for. Mm. So I've been trying to uh, go to the gym, uh, work out, talk more, interact more, especially my last quarter because um, I think uh, there's this dominating pressure from uh, just people to do something great after graduation. And yeah. I have this sense of like, like – I think I kind of know what I want to do right after graduation, but it's like it's kind of like a slow burn type of thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, is because uh, I I, sh- I know you and I know like what you want to do. And I think I know what you want to yeah. do. And I because sh- we've talked about it from time to time, yeah. and it's like what's what I what I love about like what you want to do. It's kind of like it. There's no, there's no like oh I'm gonna be famous. Yeah, like, I'm gonna do something big. Yeah. And like I know although you said you want to do something big, I like know that. Like, you want to, like, work in industry yeah. for a little bit, and then you want to teach. Yeah. Right? And, like, that's not, like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and yeah. I'm going to be a big millionaire yeah. and I'll have my, you know. Yeah. That's just, like, people have those dreams, and it's okay to have those dreams yeah. if, that's how, if, if you've thought about it, that's what mm-hmm. you want to do. But, like, I think what you want to do is, is, like, very interesting, and yeah. it's, it's not, like, so, it's not really something that people come across. Yeah. It's, like, oh, I just intend to be a PE teacher. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not what you want to do, but yeah. Like, I intend to I'd be just, down for that. Yeah. I'd be down for that. But it's, you know, obviously there's people who go into teaching yeah. as well, but it's, it's different when you go into like a, like an environment like UCI or, and get like an engineering degree mm-hmm. because it's like, it's a very, uh, obviously there's, you'll meet all kinds of people and it's, and that's it's, the, it's, it's, it's all dependent on that. Yeah. Cause like, that's, I was, the, that's the hardest part is you meet, you go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say like, I was gonna, I was just thinking about Danny all yeah. of a sudden it's like. I know Danny's a very grounded person. Yeah. Like he's all he was also a graduate of UCI and Will, another grounded person, graduate UCI and I just know they're very content in their their jobs that they have. Yeah. It's like there's no desire to be like, I'm gonna be the CEO of these companies. Yeah. It's I wanna do this with my life mm-hmm. and I'm okay that it's in my space. Yeah. You know? They're so, more because they're more working about like like, okay, the job is whatever, but like the experiences I get from the money I get from the job are more important. Yeah. In my in my mind, what I'm kinda of thinking is just like, uh, it's just so hard being an engineer, I feel, because um when I tell people I'm an engineer or I'm talking to my peers who are also computer engineers, their viewpoints of engineering and what they want to do with engineering are just yeah. always so different from what I want to do, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of like, I always tell people like, oh, like, like I want to work in the industry for a bit, maybe be a project manager, but then like be a teacher. And they're like, oh, like I'm trying to like code and like do yeah. all this and that. And it's just hard because, um, you know, we have people on the same, uh, same goals or like understand your goals. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I execute that, you know? And I think it always takes me like talking to bros or my mom or people i'm close with to like kind of ground me and be like no what you're doing is like chill like yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. and i think that comes from like my dad too there's a lot of pressure from my dad he's just t- typical uh very like when he my dad graduated college he got a job at ibm and he was making with inflation 90k right out of college yeah that's pretty good and he's been saving up his entire life to you know uh for basically me you know what i mean mm. And so um, there's always this weird type of pressure like, oh, like from him, like, oh, like how much you make right off the gate is determinant of like, like your success in life. Mm. And like 
how you make like how like you know he's very money oriented and that's what's like very scary about that type of stuff because um i'm not that way that's not you know you know i i don't view it as like oh i need to get money so i can pay for this to like do that you know what i mean i think about it as like i need money to live yeah pay, pay for my food and like my pokemon cards you know and mm-hmm. like, like I, I, I want to work so um, I save enough money so I can. This goes back to the love languages. I want to work <laughs> so I can, I can save enough money so where I can like have times where I can just chill and spend time with people. Yeah. You know, and we both view that very differently. And that's what's the scariest part about graduating for me soon is just that, mm. um, you know, I think I have my own expectations of what I want to do and like how I'm going to execute things, but I'm just going to inherently disappoint people, and it's kind of like. How am I going to yeah. deal with disappointing people? But at the same time, it's like, if I do something different than what I want to do, then I'm just going to be depressed and sad, right? Yeah. You know? Well, I think what the first step is, because I also have those feelings of, oh, I'm, di- I'm going to disappoint people yeah. as well. But I think the first step is figuring out, like, okay, who am I going to disappoint? Yeah. And then thinking, oh, well, is it, really am i really gonna disappoint them yeah i like let's say um i'm gonna disappoint let's say like my sister yeah somebody random yeah my sister i'm like uh well do i have any power over how she's gonna feel yeah and it's like well no Mm -hmm. one and if like and if it's like Maybe there's also like the possibility of I'm pressing upon her that oh she's gonna be disappointed. Yeah. I would have like well is there something I can do to preempt that? Yeah. Like, opening the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like hey I'm gonna work at McDonald's in Chick Fil A <laughs> for the next three years after I just dro- dropped all this money on college. Yeah. What do you think about that? And she's like oh I'm fucking disappointed. And I was like oh well. Uh, shit. <laughs> I know me too. But it's like it's like <laughs> coming to coming to grips with that you can actually have those conversations with people. Yeah. And it's like. Uh, it's it's not it's it's nowhere near the realm of easy to open open up that phone and say like yeah this is what's happening yeah this is this sucks but this is the best i did yeah i'm sorry that just that just knocked me into like an idea that i had because over over dinner i was talking about how i was just like super upset with how grad school was going and i was like someone asked me recently oh my friend came my friend from san diego came up and he visited and we uh, we surfed for a bit yeah and like i've been surfing with this guy since i was 15 yeah but like he was like how's grad school and i was i looked at him i said i've wanted to drop out and i've thought about it four times since we've paddled out here and like so it's like that's how it was going and then i thought about it and like i always get super reflective when i'm surfing yeah but like i, I thought about it and i was like you know so long as i'm a hundred percent giving the best effort that i can yeah and let's say I do a hundred percent. I give everything that I have, and I end end up with a D. That's not my fault. Yeah. You know, there's nothing else out of my. That's control. my mom always says. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like I don't know where I was. I think I said the words like, if I'm doing my best, then like if I'm if I'm doing my absolute best, and I am at McDonald's and and Chick Fil A, at least I'm doing my absolute best. Because mm-hmm. there's people out there who are just giving no effort, and yeah. they're at McDonald's and Chick Fil A when they could be at IBM. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. So it's like, if I, if, if, so that returns back to the concept of like, open up the conversation with people you might disappoint. It's like, if you let them know, it's like, hey, it's not, it's not for lack of effort. I'm doing my friggin' best. Yes, yes. And I'm sorry that this is the best that I can do, but this mm-hmm. is, this is my life and I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. You know? No, I think, I think coming to terms with that, I, cause that's how my mom 
that's that's totally oh, yeah. her philosophy. A hundred percent. She's like, she's the sage wizard. Oh yeah, like, she's that. That's a hundred percent her philosophy. She's always like, growing up, she's like, I think that's why I've always been very, um, I'm very persistent about uh, things. Good word. Yeah, persistent about things because um, that's kind of how my mom always like drilled into me. She was always like, like, um, what's it called, like. Are you doing your best? That's all I care about. Like, you can get... Like, she never cared about my grades. And I always be yeah. like... I always be like, oh, I got, like, an A on this shit, mom. And she'd be like, did you try your best, though? And I'd yeah. be like, maybe. And then she'd be like, that's all I care about. She tried your best. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, that's why I always, like... I think, she, like, that's why I always, like, running as well. Because, like, it felt like, you know, once you're on the field and running, like, that last, like, 100, 200 meters is, like, you even know, like, yeah. 100% all you got. And that you sure. don't feel, like... Like, even if, like, you fucking lose, like, I don't ever felt like shit because I was just, like... Yeah. I, I, I pulled the tank. And that's, like, a euphoric feeling. That's why I want to get into jujitsu and all that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... Yeah, the mind, yeah. Yeah. But it's... It, well, going back to, like, sports, I felt like... Because uh, I played basketball in high school. And it wasn't... It was the games where you know you could have beat them. Yes. Was the ones that hurt the most. Like, if we go out there and we slap some team around for 50, no one's no one cares. Yeah. But if we go out there and we lose to a team by two points that we should have handled, it's like, okay, we didn't handle it. Why? This is probably because we weren't trying. We were yeah. doing our best. Yeah, like, exactly. It seems so simple and intuitive, but it's like, you'd be surprised people out there who, like, don't understand, like, don't even, like, live by that kind of ideal. Yeah. Well, that's why... Um... I was watching Joe Rogan. He was talking yeah. with GSP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just released. I'm uh, doing the Dan Crenshaw one because they released on the same day. Yeah, they, he, he, yeah, he just that one just uploaded today. But he was, um, he was talking with GSP, um, George St. Pierre. He's uh, the go, the go, uh, defended the championship, welterweight championship, 14 times, won the middleweight championship, um, retired on top, retired on top, basically the go, avenged all of yeah. his losses. Yeah, yeah, only two losses, Matthews and Massera. He both beat him back. And uh, I think did he do it in three? Did he beat him twice? I think he, he beat Matt beat Sarah Matt twice. twice. He beat yeah. Matt Sarah twice. And so like, no one could, no one beat him basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Only comparable to. Anyways, I, I love mean, this dude. Could be. Yeah. Go on. Um, he was just talking about, um, you know, that idea like, um, what's it called? When you do get to the top and you do achieve all those things, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, the best champions and fighters in the world, they don't like, they reach the top and they're like what can I improve upon to get even to a higher top, you know? Mm. Like, the people who, um, you know, you co- you constantly have to, like, there's constant growth. There's constant things you have to fix about yourself, and there's never, like, going to be a perfection, but, like, that's kind of, like, the grind of it. Like, that's the part of life. And, like, I enjoy that, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think about that, I'm like, shit, like, there may, ever not, may, may never ever be a tippy top, but when I do reach the top, I got to, like, that's the that like that's how to get out of it. Yeah. It's like, how can I achieve more than that? You know mm. what I mean? And so that was kind of his philosophy too. Also, it's like, if you stay at the top for too long and then you're complacent, then that's how you fall to rock bottom. Mm. He was like, that's, he's like, he's, because uh, after, because Dana White's always like, oh, you got to come back and fight this person and like defend your honor, blah, 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 all this and that. Yeah. And he always thinks about it. He's like, he's like, he doesn't want to get to the point where he is working, you know, trying to be the best. And then he gets to a point where he's like, I am the best. And then he's complacent. And then, everything he's worked for went down the drain, you know? Yeah, like, uh, knowing when to stop Yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's completely different when you're dealing with such a high-level sport like yeah. like MMA, where it's, like, it's life or death in there. Yeah. But 
there there is like uh, that kind of because uh, I think it's better related when you think of boxers. Yeah. Like, um, like there's a guy. There's guys like Andre Ward. Yeah. You heard of him? Yeah. He's like he finished at the top. You know, and he never let anybody like no one could hit this dude. Yeah. And he never let anybody hit him, and he finished undefeated. Uh, world champion, and then there's guys like Floyd Mayweather. Now he's doing this money fight with uh, Logan Paul, and it's like, is know, he actually? Yeah, yeah, they're trying to do this thing, and it's like, really? Yeah, so it's it's kind of like gonna. I mean, that's a different thing, but uh, it's got me thinking of like Manny Pacquiao, you know, yeah. and like when I was growing up, he was the the greatest, yeah, in my head, yeah, and it's like he's still fighting, and yeah. I kind of wish he would stop because yeah. it's like those those ideals that I had of him as being the best are just getting worse every time he loses or yeah. goes out there and has a bad performance. Yeah. So it's like, you have to, I mean, this is different from like, you know, the, the, the I mean, the levels that we're going to reach in our life, and I feel, but it's like when you're, when you're fighting for that top of like greatest of all time or like best in the sport or mm-hmm. like you have the belt, you have to realize that everybody else younger are coming up to take what yeah, they want from you, and you like you can't beat Father. Yeah, and then you gotta always ask yourself like, like why do you want to be on the top? Yeah. What does it mean to be on the top? There you go. That's, like, I think that's what it is. Like what? It, like like, do you like? Do you want to just prove it to yourself, to the world, to yeah. this person or that person? Like who do you want to prove to to that you're the best? You know what I mean? I mean like these guys have proved it is yeah. the thing. It's like obviously it's a money thing but like guys like gsp could have walked away like 10 fights ago yeah you know like having that belt is enough yeah you know i mean or just not even not even that like for fighters it's like making it to the ufc is enough yeah or like um having your own gym is enough yeah like those those things and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with like those beings being enough yeah. yeah but there is something wrong with uh believing that there's a top like mm-hmm. there's a top of like there's an end point. Like, yeah. If GSP thought like, oh, well, if I just defend this belt one more time mm. and get one more win, then I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. Because then that's a never-ending cycle of, oh, yeah. I'll be happy. I'll be happy when. Yeah. You know? Well, going back, we, we totally talked about before Midnight and all those movies. Oh, yeah, before. Yeah. Um, I never watched Before Midnight. I haven't watched them yet. But like, um, like, how, like is that kind of parallel to that? Um, does it parallel to the before trilogy? Yeah. Uh, sort of, sort of. I think if you if you think about that, because there's so many different ways you can think about that trilogy, mm-hmm. like in the space of like your relationships in the twenties, when, when you're in your thirties, mm-hmm. when you're in your forties, and uh, yeah. The, okay, the only way I'm thinking that it relates is like in the last movie uh-huh. and like I would like you to watch it and yeah. like if you're listening to this anybody even like Before Midnight is or Before the Before Trilogy is one of like the best and I could be wrong but Richard Linklater and those <laughs> and those movies are like some of the best movies I mean they're storytelling super, it's not storytelling because it's super basic it's literally yeah. just this it's just yeah. like people just talking yeah, yeah, yeah. With, under the backdrop of Europe yeah. or whatever wherever they are and it's like some of the most uh, interesting way one of the most interesting things I've seen captured on film it's like mm. super simple concepts hey yeah. walk around and talk yeah and it's like you get to see so much of like life mm-hmm. under such a basic concept and it's like they're short movies yeah. hour hour and a half and like relating back to does the end goal relate to these movies I think you need to watch it for yourself sadly because yeah because you, you could come across that 
you know, you watch it and you, you tell mm. me, but like you could come across that link mm. yourself, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to ruin it because it's a pretty big plot point. Yeah, I've I've been thinking the only the movies I always ever since you told me like what are the movies you think about the yeah. most? I think the two movies I think about the most <laughs> are right now. Uh, spring is it Spring Break or is Palm it Springs. Br- Palm Springs? Palm Springs. Spring Break is no. Okay, we're not gonna talk about Spring Break. But Palm Springs with Andy Samberg. By the way, guys, watch this movie so on Hulu. This movie is like. If you're a college student, like I feel like it's a really relatable movie. And then Neighbors with Zac Efron and oh yeah yeah I told you about this yeah, yeah, right yeah, with, we the, talked about it. with the whole legacy scene. But like you know um, what's it called with the fucking uh, Palm Springs Palm Springs one that movie is like yeah. that like when you told me like I was kind of like skeptical because I was like oh this is some Hulu <laughs> movie but when I watched I was like damn this is really like mm. in a weird way super relatable to like yeah just, i think that's just the the whole like young adult lifestyle you know mm. how so what do you mean like it's very like there's people have like when you're a young adult like there's very various ways on how like how you view life like you can be like andy samberg okay just complacent you know jumping from party to party you know having a good time here and there or like you know um you could work towards like getting out of the time loop and sure. stuff like that. I think there's just a lot of. I see. There's a lot of parallels in that movie. Just, like not parallels, but like uh, there's a lot of greater things to realize from that movie yeah. than just the surface level. Plus, it's funny as fuck. Like, well, I think I think you're right. Like if you were to complete that, like Andy Samberg jumping around from party to party, yeah, and then the girl, whatever, trying to figure out a way out, yeah, and then um, what's the guy's Ted? Ted, yeah, uh, him being. Yeah. content with you know being at his position like yeah. those those are the three looks that you can kind of have on life uh-huh. it's like you could be complacent like Andy Samberg yeah. and like I feel like what that manifests like in real life is like the kind of like YouTube shit talker who's like in the comments on everybody like yeah. oh this is not as good as it could be and yeah. some fat dude drinking a beer like, yeah. I could have head kicked that guy if it was me yeah. <laughs> like, you know that's probably complacent in their in their life yeah yeah, like, yeah. Get, trying to get out it's just like you just realizing that there's mm-hmm. thinking about it and like oh I can I'm in a really shitty situation yeah. and I don't like waking up where I'm yeah. waking up and I just want to solve it yeah or you could be the third guy and just be like you know this position that I'm in it's it's not what I imagined, and I'm gonna lose a lot of things, like being where I am. But I'd rather be here doing this than yeah. anything else. This is Ted. This is Ted. Yeah, this so is Ted. Ted was like, uh, it's so funny because Ted is stuck in the time loop with Andy Samberg, and who's the girl? I don't remember her name. Basically, she's the mother from How I Met yeah. Your Mother. Though. So, so long story short, you need to see this movie. It's about um, Andy Samberg and the mom from How I Met Your Mother. They get stuck in a time loop in Palm Springs, and they try to get out of it. And there's another guy named Ted. Uh, he's stuck in the time loop with them, and he goes up to Andy Samberg. Or Andy, he has a conversation with Andy Samberg about finding your Irvine. Yeah, I guess and that's, that's why it's what, relatable. And, that's, and then you – everything's relatable, and then you told me that part. I'm like, wow, this movie, <laughs> this movie was made for UCI school, uh, yeah. students. Well, it's also funny because if you if you talk to Danny, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but like if you talk to Danny, he's like Irvine's that place where you can be trapped. Yeah, you, know, you never have to leave Irvine. Yeah, think about it, he's got all the food, all the community uh, you ever need to be, and it's like there is nothing wrong with a life like that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. And so there's your three. There's your three kind of like ideas, trying to figure it out. Yeah, complacent, get drunk every day, complacent, and uh, yeah. be happy about it, or. Uh, fix it well this this kind of like this discussion on like movies kind of got me thinking i mean it's kind of something i've been thinking about recently it's kind of uh, the the role that art has in our life yeah 
Because it's like if 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 you if you were just to live your life without art, it'd be pretty strange. Okay, I was you know what I was researching earlier? Why the Mona Lisa is so famous? Like mm. like um like I was researching like why the fu- like okay, like I never really critically thought about like Yeah. Like I don't really know either. Why is that painting specifically the most famous painting in the entire world? I mean, it's know? just people just care about it like that. Yeah, why why do people care about it like that? Or like all these different paintings and it's just like you read about it online and it's just like oh fuck like i get it now everyone has a very different interpretation oh, of why okay. this is important you know what mm. i mean like mm. people will see the mona lisa they're like like it's important because it was the first painting that um was able to or it was amazing because um leonardo da vinci really understood the human skull so mm. things would droop or uh go into the face like very realistically and it was never like there nothing's been ever drawn like that like hyper realistic like fill in the skull properly um all this and that so it was like mind-blowing for the age some people see it as like oh the the subtle smile is something like uh the subtle smile is something so hard to capture in art and the fact that everyone can say oh she's kind of smiling but not like smiling yeah is like oh shit like people interpret like like that human expression yeah. is captured in that painting Okay. And how do you explain that to someone? Yeah, it's true. Like, other than, oh, she's just trying not to smile, but it's a photo. Like, she's, mm. like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like, he's literally capturing that person's innate emotion in that moment. Mm. And then some people are like, oh, like, it's just an old ass painting, like, yeah. by Leonardo da Vinci, who made some other shit. Like, that's why it's famous. Yeah. I mean, he's also very, he's a very famous person. Yeah. And there's a lot of mysteries surrounding the, the piece. Yeah. Hmm. But what were you saying about art yeah, entertaining like, life? No, I think that's super interesting. But I, it, it kind of like it kind of relates to my thought and um, kind of like uh, like you're talking about all forms of art, sure, movies, sure. music, Mu- movies, music. Uh, like I, if I think about it, like the clothes that I wear kind of is translated to art. The mm-hmm. shoes that I'm putting on mm-hmm. is like art. The art in the sense that it's not related to like work. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I might have like a, a wrong definition, the philosophical definition of art. Yeah. But it's like thinking about the role that art has in our life and how like we pay and we pay so much attention to people like Kanye West mm-hmm. or uh, Leonardo Da Vinci. I was gonna say DiCaprio. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's like Kanye, Drake, like but why? Yeah. And. I think that I'm like stealing this idea from Jordan Peterson again, but it's like art is kind of that frame where we can kind of grasp at the like the unexplainable. Yeah. Because if like if you sat someone down and you played like uh, I don't know like Jimi Hendrix on the guitar, yeah. or like um, you had them sit down and you listen, Lil Pump listen. graduation, sure, Lil Pump graduation album, where you have and listen to uh, something like Miles Davis kind of blue, yeah, something kind of nice, you know, yeah. Uh, y- you will you will never be able to explain it to a single person. And my experience will be completely different from yours. Uh huh. And I think these people like these these artists like reach out towards the unknown, like the unexplainable, and then they try to bring it to us. Yeah. And like the way Jordan Jordan Peterson talks about it is like they live a lifestyle where they're on that edge of like reality and you know the yeah. unexplainable, the sublime. Yeah. And it's like. If if we if you if we ever gave up on art or if you don't like think how important art is on our lives, it's, yeah, 
Like, if I went with somebody and I said, what kind of music you listen to? And they're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I just like, oh, well, what movies you listen to? Or yeah. watch? And they're like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, well, Avengers. And they're yeah. like, like, what kind of... Uh, kind of books you read and they're just like i've never read a book or like i don't read books i'll just be like i don't understand how you go through life then yeah because it's like those things are so important to like reflect and grasp on and try Mm. to understand like why is it do i like miles davis why do i like little pump yeah why do i like this book why why does this story what is the reasoning behind it and should i reflect upon it i mean yeah you don't have to catch a reasoning but it's like but that's why stanley eyes wide shut eyes wide shut no i don't want to do this bro that's why that movie's insane because there are so many interpretations from it and the fact that he knows that Mm -hmm. is insane yeah how the like the fact that like one person can interpret a scene completely differently completely differently than another person and someone was aware that yeah both people would view that differently like that's like sure like that's that's beautiful filmmaking that's that's the, that's the purpose that's the per- but that that is a, a skill that like i can't even visualize myself having hmm. like you know what i mean like creating a piece of artwork where i'm creating knowing like like i i you know what i mean knowing like oh this person is going to interpret it this way and this person is going to interpret it that way but I'm le- I'm, ma- I'm leaving it that way, yeah. or and, and then there's also a separate like you know what I mean. That's like type of a uh, genius level shit. You I, know? I I I don't I think you're discounting yourself because I I feel like if you you know obviously you're not gonna wake up roll over the bed and make a Stanley Kubrick yeah. movie. You're not gonna make a Paul Thomas yeah, Anderson yeah. movie or a Terrence Malick movie. You'll yeah. never just do that. Yeah. But thinking about how if you capture something or if you attempt to do something and mm-hmm. like, you know, or it could be as simple as riding a skateboard. Yeah. You know, and the way you ride that skateboard, the style that you do it in, it's like people watch you uh-huh. and you'll, and people will, will view you in a different way. Uh-huh. And like, so that you're doing exactly what you said you couldn't do. Yeah. You know? So it's like, that's, that's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. It's it, like, uh, it's about perspective. Well, it's, yeah, it is. It's so much about perspective, but mm. it's like, it's really about internalizing that, that this means something and it means something to somebody else. Yeah. And like, let's figure out like what you think it means. Let's figure out what I think it means and, and what, let's see what we can learn from it. Yeah. And, and then that only evolves our understanding of other things even more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to be like some like fix your life kind of thing. Yeah. Like, get into, get into art. Guys, just like, smoke some weed and call it a day. Just smoke some weed, chill with the boys, I mean, have a good time. You could do that too, yeah. but it's just, uh, I mean, Joe Rogan says, do that too yeah do that too <laughs> i think i think um well that's the, that that's a thing i enjoy most in life is really just um you know spend like hanging out with you going and ramen shit like that like mm. like we do talk about deep like shit all the time and like philosophical things or things we're learning about but i think um some of our best conversations have always been the the funny ones that we had or the funny experiences funny experiences we've had together you know yeah like, and like that's that, that those are the have you ever seen um so, Attack on Titan, you need to watch this shit. Because uh, I'm telling you, the manga... Just tell me about it. What, what's what's, oh, what, okay, what's so, important about it? So, long story short, Attack on Titan's about, basically, humanity is stuck um, like rats in a cage. And basically, imagine if we... On the top of the predatory chain, humans, right? Imagine if there's someone above that. Like, more, like bigger than, like, crocodiles or hippopotamuses. Like, something... Like Godzilla. Like, something that seeks to eat humans out. Like, like a predator. Is it big? 
like so the, what with the attack on titan universe is like imagine you know we're not the top of the food chain there's something bigger than us like these huge giant creatures okay so they are like yeah they're really big yeah they're like they're giant humans basically okay no reproductive organs um science really can't explain it um they capture them they just like the only way to kill them is to hit their neck basically that like that's the kind of the short summary but um you know uh humans are all trapped behind these three walls because um there's nowhere else to go these walls protect them and they protect them from the predators right so you watch that show and you're like the first thing like when you're watching it like when you're first initially watching it's more it's mostly about fucking um these rats trying to get out of a cage right and then it kind of evolves more beyond that Hmm. so other elements are introduced like for example um uh later on in like the second or the early on the first season there's other titans who are introduced that seem to have um the the titans are like the huge giant human things that like they're mindless creatures that just want to eat the humans right Mm -hmm. and so it was later introduced that oh like some of these titans have intelligence and uh powers you know what i mean so like like what does it mean they have intelligence and like what does it mean that i have powers and like you don't even understand what the titans are in the first place so it's like like Mm -hmm. like who are the titans where are the titans so on so forth so there's a lot of opening questions that grab your attention and it kind of evolves and grows greater than that not to get i'm going to talk about spoilers but like this is for the anime you if you're not up to damn the anime like you gotta watch it but like um basically evolves like so the humans find out that um uh you know um the humans find out that i'm trying to think about this in a way uh that's not like spoiling the show just in case you do watch it but the um there becomes an uprising basically okay. because um the humans want to leave the walls but the people so like ima- imagine the walls are a circle right mm-hmm. so ima- um the people who are poorest are on the outer end and then the people on, who are riches are in the center because like that's obviously the safest yeah. right yep. and so uh there's a huge and, and not in, uh there's a huge uh draw to leave the walls because if you're living on the out like on the outer ends like you're you're living like rats yeah you're living like animals in a cage right but then there becomes a whole uh political dynamic and like it's the people in the center they're like like no we don't want you guys to go out of the walls we're going to kill everyone who's going to try to go out of the walls now mm. and it's kind of like asking more questions like like yeah who are the people outside like what who even created these walls no one knows who created the walls that's another question they ask yeah. and it's like like why are they stopping people from going outside the walls? Like, is there something greater outside of the walls yeah. and stuff and shit like that, right? And so, um, it's basically it's about how war is bad, how um, people inherently want freedom and they don't understand why they want freedom, but that's just kind of like an inherent thing. Yeah. It's about how uh, uh, you know interpersonal relationships, what they mean to you. It's about a lot of things. So, basically, near the end of the manga, um, yeah. what happens is that. Um, you know, uh, there's like a like a so it's there's something connecting everyone, right? And so like all this shit happens, like ton of people die, like there's huge ass fights, things explode, um, people kill each other, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? And so um, these two people are talking, and they're just kind of talking about like like oh what like what's the point of being born if you're just gonna suffer through all these things? Like people have died, yeah. uh, people have like gotten killed, so on and so forth. Like, what's the point of all that? Like, we did all of this, 
and this happened. You know what I mean? Like, why would why would I want anyone to be born in this world? These two people are having a conversation. Okay. And then the other person brings it up. He's like, he's like, oh, like I was glad I was born in this world because I had these memories I really cherish and really love, and these conversations and these people I met I really cherish and love, mm. and like I would not have experienced that if I was not alive. Yeah. And so it's like them kind of talking about like, is it worth it to live a life of suffering? You know what I mean? Is it worth it to mm. like? Like, bring someone in the world if they're just going to suffer their whole life, or um, is that worth it? That's basically the bigger picture of the whole story. It's like, should I bring someone into the world where you're trapped inside of a cage, and there's human predators trying to eat you every day, and there's a chance you might get killed and eaten, yeah. and there's a huge chance you might never ever go outside the walls? Yeah. Should I, like, bring someone into the world for them to suffer, or is it worth it to bring them into this world so they can experience that, or perhaps get out of the walls and be the people to change that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to belittle the story, but it just reminds me of uh, uh, the one with Amy Adams. You know, the movie. That yeah, yeah, movie. with uh, with the uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, um, you know, you, you can watch that movie, and then you 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 see the little girl that she has. Yeah. And then she like you realize in the, in the beginning that she's 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 died of cancer. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you, you realize that Amy Adams comes to the realization like, would you? Uh, would you partake in a like a story knowing exactly how it was gonna end? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like exactly. And so um, I don't want to get too spoilery here, but um, imagine you knew exactly how things were gonna sh- turn out, right? Yeah. Like you knew exactly the future. Like a sage came to you, gave you the future, mm-hmm. right? Like this is the future. This is gonna happen one hundred percent, right? Yeah. Like how? What would you do to change that? Like, or could you change that? Like, you know what I mean? And, that, or, and then not only that, but like, imagine you know the whole world and like, what's going to happen? Let's say you know the world's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, like, let's say you have a, like, sorry, random scenario. Let's say like, you know, the world's going to end, but you still have the opportunity to bring a life into the world. But like, they're going to die by the age of 30. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like, is it worth it to like bring them into the life knowing that they're going to suffer about, like they're going to suffer? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think the answer to that is hard. <laughs> well, but that's the thing though. Like when you think about life, like there's some things you just cherish so much and you can't explain why it was worth it to cherish those memories. Yeah. Well, two, two things there. Yeah. Well, one thing I think you can, you can try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've been doing recently. Uh, the, the cherished memories yeah. things like, you know, those things that come up in your head that you just don't really understand, like mm-hmm. that, like you know that that one memory you keep having uh, in middle school that you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how everything that's going through my head is Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Like, on God, like the, I said two things. The one thing I was preparing for, to talk about was Jordan Peterson. I yeah. thought, okay, the first thing I'll say is not Jordan Peterson. Yeah. But it, it is, and it's like writing down those memories yeah. and trying to understand like why they mean so much. Yeah, why they're important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I. Like, for one, this happened to me. Like, I had this memory uh, back in middle school yeah. where I was with this this kid in my drumming class. Um, he asked this girl out, right? And I was in sixth grade, and he was in seventh grade. And I, and he asked this girl out, and she flat out said no. Yeah. And for, like, weeks, I would torment him. I would, I'd just be like, dude. Uh, like, oh, because she was, she was, like, in, she was like in uh, a, like a student body. So yeah. she would, like, for, uh, for uh, 
uh, general meetings like every yeah. week I went to Christian school we had chapel every week yeah. so every week she would be like on the stage and saying like welcoming I think she like prayed for the class yeah. or every week and I would always like nudge him like yeah. hey, dude Lauren said no bro <laughs> And like I, I kept having this like I, I realized for a long time I kept having this um, thing because there was one day where I did it to him like from the two weeks of me tormenting him I was like hey Dean it's Lauren and he just looked at me and said like he's like dude fucking stop and like I, it was so shocked me because we were like we were like pretty good friends and I was like I've never I've never I had never seen him get that angry at me yeah. before and like I kept I kept having that memory from time to time yeah. like, I'm talking about it now I'm 22 this yeah. happened when I was 13 yeah. And, like, I, I took the time to write it down and think about that that moment. And I was just like, oh, well, I can see why he was mad. And I can see why I keep tormenting. Because, like, as a kid, I was like, it, it takes a lot of balls to ask somebody out. Yeah, no, and, yeah. And he went out and did it to, like, a girl way out of his league. Uh-huh. And what did he get in return to some kid, like, bagging on? What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, but it's like, you know, this is going back to the idea of, like, why do we cherish these moments? Whatever yeah. your moment may be, like, whatever it be, like... Why am I happy, uh, you know, having a beer on the roof with some friends? It's like, and it keeps coming back in your head. Uh-huh. So, so it's like, go aim at it and figure out why. Mm-hmm. Like, write it down. Just be like. No, I need to do that. I need to do that. Or just figure it out. Like, wh- how's, how's, how's he feeling? How's I feeling? Why yeah. does it, why does this occur? Or like, yeah. whatever it may be, whatever that experience, it comes in your head. It's coming in your head because it means something. Mm-hmm. Now and, that's like. Yeah. Like, um, that's the thing about, um. Like, that's why, like, I always find, like, it wild because it's, like, the whole idea is, like, imagine, like, your kid is just gonna, like, you know, for a fact, he's gonna die at, like, 21. It's, like, um, Mm. like, like, you want him to, like, those precious moments you hold to your heart are, like, super important to you. Like, like, imagine, like taking that feeling like imagine like that was a tangible thing and taking that away from you the feeling of uh, like those good of saying no to like like is it, it's just saying you know you you have the kid he's sorry alive. that was a bad example i'm okay. saying like imagine something tangible like i can take that away from you okay like yeah you would be like get the fuck away no you would that that'd be yeah. the one thing you would be like no i'm protecting that you know what Are i mean you're talking about, like a memory like something like, like something like the feeling you felt during that time, you know what I mean? Okay. Whether it be a realize, a good realization, like, a good feeling. Like, imagine I, I could take that away. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be like, no. Like, you can take away anything else but those feelings. At least for me, that's how I feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, like, that's what makes you you. Yeah. Those defining moments. Like, inside out, motherfucker. Like, yeah. if you think about inside out, those core memories. Mm-hmm. Those, like, five or six things that, like, you remember constantly or think about. Like, those are what makes you you. And if, imagine if I took that away, like, you wouldn't be you anymore. Yeah. What, not not to crumble your world. No, I, I totally agree. Like I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's like those things those things that define us, those yeah. little memories, those bad mistakes, whatever, the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. all of it rolled into one is what who you are. But, you know, I've been thinking about this because it came up on my feed. Like, yeah. You're just like, the universe doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean, in the sense, uh, that, that's wrong. Um, in the sense that like, uh, like Elon Musk wants to go to Mars uh-huh. and it's like, the second you step outside of Earth, it's inhospitable. Yeah. But behind your behind your like wildest imagination, the universe wants to kill you. Yeah. And it's the same here on Earth. Yeah. You know, you hear how people die sometimes, and it's like, that's just luck. That's the yeah. universe wants to kill you. Yeah. And I think about, uh, you know, going back to the idea of, you are those every little things, and it's like, you know, subjective. I will never understand your little things. You'll never understand mine in its entirety. Yeah. 
Alzheimer's and dementia exist. Yeah. And that's like the scary thing. That's a scary thing. Right? So it's like if if you can no longer that's that was that was the thing that was yeah. shadow your world. But it's like if you can no longer remember those things, it's like like what are you? But that's that's why that's why I like I You give me that look you're like, I, what are you? <laughs> I hold I hold fast to like this idea and I'd like to think that I've been like building towards it. But I've just like I've just literally just been jerking off Jordan Peterson all night. But it's this it's this it's this idea of like you the only soul like in life okay, I'm gonna link two things. There's two there's two like mm-hmm. truths or this there's two different things, but like I'm gonna link two different things, starting first with two laws of yeah. nature. There's the law the third law the third law thermodynamics. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It's the one that we're forced into entropy. Yeah. And that's like that's a universal thing. Like we're gonna live and die. Yeah. There's a second law, but we don't know how these two interact with one another. Uh-huh. And it's the bio, It's the it's the kind of like spiral up of humanity. Yeah. And not even humanity. It's like 4.5 billion years ago, the Earth didn't exist. Yeah. Now monkeys are talking with one another. Yeah. And putting a podcast on the internet. Yeah. So that's the called chilling with Dylan. That's the spiraling. That's the spiral up of humanity. Uh-huh. So we're looking at two different things. We're looking at. The third law of thermodynamics. I mean, is that right? Am I saying that properly? What, for every reaction, there must be an equal or opposite reaction. That's the third law. Or thermodynamics or yeah. physics? Not physics. Thermodynamics. Oh, the I law mean, of entropy. Oh, uh, oh there, there's uh, energy. Just, just, en- energy cannot be destroyed. Or like... Ev- like We're thinking too much. Uh, I'll just call it the law of for entropy. Every, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know It's just like about. everything I, wants to return to stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know? And stable is death. Yeah. Stable is like... You use energy... And you want to, you know, yeah. that's the spiral downwards. Yeah. And not downwards, but, like, it's a, it's a look at death. Yeah. And so you deal with these two things up and down. Uh-huh. And, you know, you can, so that you have optimism, biology, uh-huh. and pessimism. I'm going to die. Yeah. So the second thing, that's the first thing. The second thing is then Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So you have all this potential. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, a potential to be a CEO yeah. or be a somebody or do this or, like, do this with your life. It's, it's unknown potential. Mm-hmm. And that is what you have uh-huh and what you do with that unknown potential whether it be like time energy uh-huh in the sense that like you can go out and do things with your life yeah you have to set a goal with your potential uh-huh and make it worthy uh-huh make it something that's like you just can't, you sure that you like whatever you think it's like the way he describes it it's like you set it just above uh your vision in yeah. the sense that it's like if you set it even yeah you can probably get that yeah but if you set it above the horizon just a little bit that's something that's difficult to attain and it's like you need to reach for uh-huh. and so how that relates back to this idea of if we lose who we are mm-hmm. and we get we get those things pulled away from us that we no longer mean anything mm-hmm. happiness isn't in the destination it's yeah. not in the goal it's in you know aiming and using your potential yeah to go and so, like... It's about the launch off. Not even the launch off. It's just, like, now that it's launched off, yeah. you stay on. Yeah. You keep going. And it's, like, that is what I think happiness is right now. It's, like... Right now? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, like, yeah. I can have a completely different understanding of it in the future, but it's, like, un- understanding where... Um, you find happiness now. Well, happiness isn't in the goal yeah. itself. It's in having the goal yeah. and taking the steps to use, you know to exist 
knowing that there's there's no like right or wrong. There's yeah. there's the up and the down mm. law of the universe. And mm. so you set the goal and you, you move. Uh-huh. And so like how that relates again to like sadness of like, yeah. oh I'm gonna lose all my like there's one day where I'm just not gonna remember this. Yeah. You know, hanging out and talking with you. There's yeah. one day where good memories that you had they'll dissipate they'll be gone yeah. you'll you'll be dead and it'll, it'll be alzheimer's or whatever <laughs> whatever you yeah, know? yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it, it's 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 about having something to aim at mm-hmm. and that's and uh, there's there's more dimensions to life than just that yeah but i think that's like the, one of the most truest things that you'll ever kind of grasp at yeah it's like actually aiming yeah and doing and yeah. setting the goal that's out of your reach so that you like try to reach for something outside of yourself. Yeah. yeah. No, I've dang, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like it's cool. It's cool to think about. Hmm. Damn. Oh my god. Alright, I need a oh, Alright, we're ca- it's it's past it's past uh ten thirty already, so um Thank you for coming on, JT. Yeah, cool. That was fun. That's always fun. Yeah, dang. You need to come on again. And then <laughs> Seth, I'll, I'll bother Seth about coming on. <laughs> but um, thank you guys. This is Chilling with Dylan episode seven, hopefully. Yeah, seven. I'm going to save it literally right after I end this. But thank you, JT, for coming. You. Oh, that's, ha- that's how it got lost. I yeah. Get it. I get it. Okay, go on. No, no, no. I, no, I, I don't know how it, it just wasn't there, basically. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. But, um,. But yeah, thank you for coming on, JT. Appreciate you. Super fun. Um, Come on again, definitely. Yeah.